two Avengers assemble. Hey, listen, we're the vanguard of the elite. Oh, perfect timing. I'm like, I'm here. <laughs> perfect timing, Carrie. I try. I'm just about to tell a story. Oh, manimal story time. So I, I I don't know if you noticed, Carrie or John, about four minutes in, I forgot to hit mute or unmute. When we were recording at the Smokers Club, we were on mute for four minutes. Ike forgot. That is his Ike forgot to hit uh, unmute for four minutes. Yeah, Harry. Now it's a party. Avengers, assemble. I just realized my headphones aren't plugged into anything. We're live. I was like, why why don't I hear anything? It's because. So let me put you up to speed, Harry. So, Harry. We broadcasted live at the OC Smokers Club. We had a great time. Nice small crowd. We fucking laughed all night. It was great. So, but Ike, for four minutes of the broadcast, forgot to hit unmute. So we were muted. And I told him that that's a good sign of an artistic genius because I was watching an interview with Ozzy Osbourne once. Ozzy Osbourne was like, um, he's like, some of the best music that I ever played, you know, we ever played was never recorded. And the guy's like, what do you mean? He's like, oh man, we were blowing lines of coke for three hours and then we started playing. He's like, we're fucking rocking out. I mean, like the gods of metal out here. He's like 12 hours playing hard. He's like, no one fucking hit record. I'm like, oh fuck. So Ike's in good company. I have had nights like that. That's good. You've had nights like, hey, I think we've all been there. Yep, tripping out of mushrooms, went to go record the whole thing. Never press record, never turn the tape over. And this was back in the day when it was like, it's not recorders. It's pretty funny. The first and only time I, it happened to me, well, I mean, with the press. interview was uh, with Ray fucking Longo. And I go, oh. oh, and it just, my answers, not, and none of Ray's, uh, my questions, none of Ray's answers. And he goes, oh, man, there was some pretty fucking good stuff there. And I was like, uh, too bad. Oh. The gods, the gods weren't ready for it. That's what happened, though. Imagine he broke some news. Like... Oh, wait till you see Ike. Tomorrow night, I teach at Law, and I have a shirt. The many faces of Ray Longo. It's like <laughs> twenty-four. It's like two dozen little Ray Longo faces, all different colors, all different. Yeah. Is it just different eyebrow height each one? Yeah. And different colors. So it's like green Ray Longo, red Ray Longo, black Ray Longo, which in the alternate reality, um, uh, Ray Longo is black. And Matt Serra is six foot four. He's the heavyweight champ in the alternate reality. That's the one where Weidman's still champ too. Planet 4428. Yeah. Surprisingly, though, Weidman looks like. A different dimension, oh, a way different dimension. You know, but it's parallel. Harry, how are you? I'm good. I quit nicotine, so <laughs> my solution to quitting nicotine is I'm just getting really, 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 really high for like a okay. week. I'm reading your energy, and it is like all sorts of. Harry's either in deep thought, or maybe he's like really hungover or high. Yeah, I I yeah. I was the like, ladder. trying to like see a layout. I was like, how long have you been without nicotine? Since I like, I mean, like literally like 24 hours. 
Hard. <laughs> I didn't make it. Hard heat, bro. Yeah, uh, it's gonna suck, but we're gonna power through. I'm done. We're doing it. I it's time. a great drug, though, if you use it properly. I quit. Uh, thanks, Manimal. What? But you could quit. What's wrong with that? I think that there's a time <laughs> and a place where everything could be utilized the right way, and nicotine. Uh, I don't want to hear it. Oh, I'm just saying, <laughs> there's a lot of benefits as a stimulant. Um. Yeah, I know. So, they rule. I'm addicted to them. <laughs> yeah, There's a lot of nootropics now animal. that have put, like, a tiny amount of nicotine <laughs> in the simula- in the you know the nootropic. Like you know what alpha brain is? Alpha brain That's is like, like the, the Rogan Advil. shit, right? Yeah. yeah, the alpha brain is like the Advil <laughs> of nootropics. When you get to the really strong stuff, a lot of them put nicotine in it. You know, nic- a little nic- a combination of nicotine and caffeine is actually very powerful. That's why guys love to smoke a cigarette and drink a cup of coffee. <laughs> or you can have some uh, hot drink <laughs> recess. Oh, that stuff's good, right? I love it. It's only three ninety nine a can. Not bad at all. Terry's on sales for OC Smokers Club today. I'm on sales for everybody. I'm like, who? <laughs> was my crew to... loved it. They absolutely loved it. Hmm? Oh, good, good. So, Apart yeah, from... One small turnout for that, but I was happy with it. I had a great time. I had a great time, apart from, like I said, the screen freezing, which was like the first time that's happened there, which we had like a whole new setup. So it is what it is. Carrie, I'm proud of you. Your your uh, skills on the uh, digital front improved that night. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody noticed, but like the screensavers or airplay things, like everybody was in the air, like so- floating. The only person that noticed was Ed. <laughs> no, my friend Ed He's is. Like, can super... you put it on the laptop? I'm like, no. Ed, my friend Ed is a super diehard <laughs> MMA fan. Why doesn't Jamal Hill just get up? He was so funny. Who said that? Did Ed say that? I think Ed said that. I think he was joking. Uh, what you call it? That, that the tattoo looked like Africa, and I just like lost my shit. Oh, I got my the joint. My someone said Steve. someone said that his tattoo looks like Africa, and that's where I literally ripped the joint. I was like, "Well, <laughs> really, my friend Steve. Those are my friends that live in uh, Islandia. Yo, he's so cool. funny, that dude. He does. He soups up racing cars. I have never laughed. So that had me. Oh my I god! Literally couldn't so finish he, rolling the joint. And when you fucked the joint up, it made me laugh even harder. Because <laughs> I never do that, and I was just like, literally, I'm like, I gotta get a new paper. They're like, what happened? I'm like. Africa. I just literally like oh, Africa. Heard it and I was like, <laughs> and I didn't hear it at first. Kerry's cracking up. I was like, "What'd you say his tattoo looks like?" And he was like, "Africa." And I was like, I looked at her like, <laughs> and then oh. Kerry's like fucking ripping the whole joint apart because she's cracking up. She's like, <laughs> literally. Hold on one second. <laughs> yeah, done. Harry, did you see all the fights? Most, most of them. I hear the drums echoing tonight, but she only calls Africa. Hmm. Oh my God, stop. Matt Sarah's been playing that shit on fucking <laughs> for days at the gym. I mean, I'm like, yo, Matt, you know what I heard? It rains down in Africa. I heard. I heard. All right. I, I, it's enough. I heard about it. <laughs> How much more do you want Started me to hear about? But definitely not in the Sahara Desert. 
Okay, I'm back. And Harry is back. I am. I have to. I had to go uh, unlock my car so Frank could put something in there. So, uh, Harry, how do you feel about Glover Teixeira's fight? Mm-hmm. Uh, that sucks, man. It sucks. 205 is in Mickey 205 is in Mickey Mass Division. I'm just waiting for Yuri to come back and claim claim what's his. Yeah, I would have loved to see Glover win that fight, but I tell you what, as a grappler, I could speak from experience here. Jamala Hill's style is very difficult for the grappler like a Glover. All other things aside, like age and all that shit. Uh a guy that throws a very nice uppercut is a pain in the balls for a grappler. We, we, you could, there's tons of fights, right? Like that uppercut, very susceptible. If a guy Derek throws Lewis it, Lewis blades. Yeah, I could even think early, early to like Henzo Gracie, Dan Henderson. I don't know why that's the first one I thought of. Maybe it's the first one I remember mm. in my head where a guy just got clipped with that little uppercut. But uh, yeah, so I think stylistically bad. What do you think about Alex Pereira giving fucking death stare? To Jamala Hill, do you think he wants vengeance? I think he would smoke Hill. I think it'd be a good fight, actually. Hill I think is... that would be a great fight. Yeah, two good strikers. I mean, fuck. And Let's Pereira have some fun. Yo, Pereira, Jamala Hill's mad tall, and Pereira was looking down at him like that. Yeah, you... Pereira's still bigger than Pereira's him. Pereira's still big. And, and it would it would be the ultimate like we know he's just been super petty to Izzy for their entire careers, and it would be the ultimate fuck you to also go up two oh five and do what Izzy couldn't do and become a double champion. It would be perfect. It would just be it's so like perfect. Yeah, such a big fuck you. I beat you again, even though he did almost get finished. But whatever, he didn't. That's right. And won. We know we know he's extremely petty. And extremely petty. I love that in a fucking fight. Oh, I love it. I, love I do it. like a certain amount of pettiness. Genuine yeah. pettiness. Genuine Despite dislike. That. Yeah, like don't like sit there and be like petty and put an act on it. Like if you're gonna be petty, like if, if you're an asshole, just be an asshole. Right. No spite. Alex Pereira is all about spite. He's like, oh fuck you. He's like, what about barstool. Barstool. Would they? Oh yeah. Them? <laughs> Barstool Savage as fuck. Yeah, With that Terrence was, that was funny. <laughs> Listen, I know people are like upset about that, but the thing I'll say about Terrence McKinney is like when you like anoint yourself the second coming and then also like search your own name on Twitter to call people with like 50 followers like pieces of shit or whatever and like sick all what your followers. You he like say he name searches himself. You know what I mean? Like he like he he searches his own name on Twitter and he finds people with like yeah, and he finds people with like a hundred followers saying something mean about him, and he'll like reply to that person like "fuck you, dude." Like get a, get a job, get a life, and then I like you know people will harass the shit out of that that guy, and it's like you know what? Like if you're gonna be petty as fuck online, then when you get knocked out, people are gonna be fucking petty to you. Uh, like yeah. that's how it works. You give what you get. You know, petty karma. Right. Live by the sword, die by the sword. Exactly. You get what you give. So, like, I don't know. And you got to take that shit gracefully. I love that. Thinking, Funny that they said you that. Know, you knocked my boy out. Now, when you get knocked out, you got to swallow it and take it like a man. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Nobody wants to be a highlight reel, but like, it is what it is. Now you got to fucking take it like a man. 
that's part I would, of being... I would love to see him and Matt run that fight back with a full camp. I think that fight goes very, very differently. Totally different fight. With a full camp, they switch that opponent last minute. That's a very unorthodox guy to fight the first fucking time, you, you know, in a, in a day, three days' notice. It's an unorthodox guy to fight. Mm-hmm. Is everyone else on? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just see myself. <laughs> you can switch yeah. the camera. But no, the... I mean, I talked to I Didn't talked to Jimmy about doing. that. He was talking to um, you know, he he was yeah, he was training for Camacho that whole camp. He came out, McKinney, uh, I believe, yeah, Ma, um, Camacho was a southpaw. McKinney's orthodox. Came out, just parried the wrong way when Terrence threw that one too, and that was it. That was the only mistake it took. So like that shit matters. Sometimes you zig when you should have zigged. Right, exactly, exactly. So, like, give give them both a full camp to prepare for the other, and let's let's run that fight back. That would be a fun one. You know, maybe, but uh, I like to see Steamroller keep moving up. He's Steamroller is coming off two really impressive first round KOs. Yeah, against a good contender series guy and a guy UFC was really. If you listen to the commentary, UFC wanted. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Was the commentary? You know right away. Apparently, <laughs> apparently the Azatars are boys with some like Moroccan like sheik prince or something like that. So they're yeah, like a big part cool. of the UFC's plans for like Mina expansion, like Middle East and yeah, Northern yeah. Africa. That makes a lot of sense. So it's all a business thing. Yeah. And you know what I say to that? Go fuck yourself. Okay, you yeah. Know? No, if it was anybody else, he would have been cut for good after the whole fucking bag <laughs> thing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, are you a fucking professional sport or are you into sports entertainment? If you're sports entertainment, you can do whatever fuckery you want. Bring guys back, take guys out. This guy can have a picogram. This guy can have a title shot when he's nowhere near the line. If you're sports entertainment, you could do that. If you think you're a real fucking promotion, you got to have a bracket and fucking number one contenders fight for the title all the time. So So that's why I don't like UFC another point. Well, you kind of said it yourself that they like if you listen to any of Dana White's interviews about how they like, you know, modeled the UFC was after WWF because WWE wasn't in existence at the time. Thank you. That's the business model they took. So he's it's absolutely more of an entertainment promotion than it is a fight. I mean, it's you're in there fighting, but it's definitely there's a huge entertainment factor factor. Look at who's their backers. What is it? WME, IMG. Yeah, Hollywood. Yeah, it's Endeavor. Yeah, I've known about yeah. them since I was like in high school, and everybody wanted to be a model or an actress, and that's like the top companies you went to. So I know a lot about that shit, and yeah. I know that, uh, that's it's all it's all for money. Everything it's that all media company, all entertainment is entertainment. Why? And I'm with that. Nobody... I love entertainment and showmanship, but as far as the actual sport of it, like you can have as much entertainment and showmanship as you want. Thank he can't he can't not cross those lines if you look at it it's almost i think an ego thing with him where those lines it's like it's everything if it's gonna make more money and get more of a draw he's a numbers guy he's a lot like trump in that respect that's why they're friends don't you know that's something i always put into consideration when i think about him i'm like well he's got to be a numbers guy you know he's got to be more and if you think about it and look at the fights that he puts together and the way that he acts like he's untouchable that makes a lot of sense too and look at how they got Pereira the title shot. Like, they like played the board. deserved, though. However, I will say this. He dusted Sean Strickland in like a minute. You almost kind of got to put him. 
You gotta put him in, especially with the storyline. That was fair. Oh, cool. And Sean was what, four at the time? Exactly. So now you're fourth ranked. Right. A top I don't five think... guy, a top five guy, if the stars line up right, can fight for the title. Usually the number right. one contender should fight. But let's say the number one contender is hurt. The number two guy just fought. You might get to the number four or five guy. Mm-hmm. Right. I think Whitaker best. booked already. I think him Whitaker's and Vittori book, was booked. booked. Now you're at number four. Okay, that makes sense. Right. So a lot of people don't know this, but the uh, the Barclays bus incident, UFC PR was escorting the Conor McGregor posse uh, down to the uh, loading dock. Like they showed them how to get there. That's not surprising whatsoever. And then they talked about how horrible it was, and then they used it in promo packages to sell the fight. (laughs) (laughs) Keep it rolling, keep it rolling. Yeah, like, come on. Gods did uh, swerve that for Ally Quinta to have the best title performance against Khabib. That's right. You know? Everything happens for a reason. I wonder if that fight. I wouldn't be surprised if Al texts Connor. He goes, Should I move now? Uh, I wonder if that fight took a lot out of Al, actually, because he fought at his top game. You know what I say about, like, fighting John Jones? Everyone comes in and they blow fucking five loads out there. Right? It's like they're fucking a porn star. They go I mean, there. he did have his best performance after that against Kevin Lee. The yes. Good point. Mm-hmm. Well, wasn't that before that? No, the uh, Kevin Lee fight was after that. They, they had one before, one after. And then the cowboy cool. shit was that, was, that was. His knee was fucked up. You know what? Oh, it could be an on and off thing too with Al. Your knee feels good. All right. Now your knee doesn't. Even before that cowboy fight, I remember him having a knee issue. He was at the PI for months and months getting his knee worked on. And the guys at the PI, he walked in one day and they're like, we don't even know what to do for you at this point. Like, you know, sometimes when you're fucked exactly up. Exactly what you want to hear. Yeah, right? That's what you want to hear when your therapist is like, bro, I don't know what I'm doing here. Like, you just, your knee's fucked. And then sometimes it'll be like, okay. Right? So it's a, it's definitely funny, but I think, no, not Al. Steamroller, I think, at the PI, they gave him the yes. stem cells. And he said that was really good. He said it worked really well. Yeah. That's what I hear. I hear everyone that does it. They say it works really well. Mike, so let's take a trip to Vegas, fix my shoulders. <laughs> like, you know what? If okay. you need it, if you need it, please, you know, luckily, I've been all right. Oh, I'm a disaster. My hips and my shoulders, I'll fucking pay out of pocket. I don't care. <laughs> and that's all from just one accident. Like, one bad fucking morning. Oh, you know what I just bought? I told you I was going to buy that iron neck. It was like 400 bucks, but I was like, my neck has been killing me. And uh, I figured, fuck it. It looks like it works. I used it uh, as soon as I got it, of course, because it's $400. So (laughs) actually felt pretty good, though. Throw it away. Huh? I used it once. Throw it at the corner. (laughs) No, no, I got it right here. I got it close. I was thinking of bringing it to the gym. That's so funny. I think I think, I think Marab had one of those at the gym at one point. The iron Law. neck? No, 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 no. Have you seen this? Yeah. On a track. Yeah, but he would he would tie it to the cage and then like he would do uh pad work with it like attached to him. That seems weird because this thing rotates a lot. It's supposed to just be for neck exercises. So how close is it to you, John? 
<laughs> Can you demonstrate? <laughs> I have to see this. Yeah, let I, me see if it's the same thing. And yeah, also, would it really be that talking if Marab was using it in, in a completely okay. insane Do you way? See this is like a halo. Yes. Okay. Now, yeah, same shit. This halo goes on my head. <laughs> and then I have a. Do I look retarded? And then <laughs> do I have a change strap? Or, and then this rotates right around my head. There's a band that gives resistance. So you could go this way. Right. And then rotate. Yeah, Marab Mar would tie that band to the cage, and then do like, like, like <laughs> this forward. Wait, not idiot. And then you do it to the back, and you can do all these like neck exercises. And it only has like it's like twenty five pounds of resistance, and you do like five minutes a day. And it's supposed to, you know, fix your neck. Uh -huh. So my neck's been fucked up for a minute. Uh, I had gotten into a car accident last February. I have two bulging discs and some herniated discs in my back and bulging discs, all this bullshit. Never really felt my neck a problem before that, but it took like three months off. Then uh, it felt okay. Now it feels shitty again, but I am doing jujitsu, you know, six days a week, sometimes two a day. So I'm sure that's not exactly uh, helping it. So hopefully uh, this helps. I'll keep you guys posted. I'm going to use it for two weeks and maybe we'll do a gear review. I used okay. to do those. I think we should bring those back. Your review? Hey, yeah. soldier. <laughs> There's just so much good gear to buy. I tell you what, the best thing about training for like over 20 years is I see all the different changes in gear and equipment from when I started. Like when I first started training in no gi was just like a fucking pair of Speedos and like no top or just like a t-shirt. And now it's nice that we have like board shorts, nice rash guards, nice geese. It's, you know, let me tell you, nice equipment, better gloves. I tell you what, a fancy screen printing, like the four gloves. I never had four gloves back in the day. If you had a pair of Reyes, they were nice. They were high quality, but they just look plain. Now I got my Thor gloves. I got Thor wraps. Oh, it's so nice. I have no. rash guards. Kerry, her wardrobe is ever increasing. <laughs> I can't stop. How many geese do you own? Well, three. And the one that you got me that like is just shrunk so much. Like I can't, I can't. Uh... High waters. Huh? They're like high waters. Like up to here. I mean, they all shrink, but like. It shrunk. Yeah, a lot. Um, it is what it is. My Fuji one didn't shrink too much. The Fuji one stayed true. The one I have from Sarah's is Fuji also. Yeah. The Tatani. Pretty true. Is that Fuji one the one with the flowers on it? That one's cute. Yeah, they actually, I just, I'm always, you know me, I'm always looking. And they just got them in black with the flowers. Ooh, gold flowers? Oh, and then. Tatami got ones that's like it's called I think Roar or something and it's got tiger stripes on the inside. It's really cute. So uh, what do we got? We had a few things this week. Glover retired. Which, yeah. You know, I would have loved to see him go out on a win, but you know, in pro wrestling, you're uh, you're supposed to go out on a loss to give the other guy a boost. Mm. So. From the pro wrestling standpoint, that's the way you're supposed to go out on a loss. Uh, from an athlete, everyone, of course, wants to go out on a win, especially in Brazil. Kind of sad. 
you know. Uh, would have loved to see Glover submit him late in the fifth. That would have been great. That would have been awesome. Oh, well. And then Shogun. Shogun, they did dirty. They really could have gave him a better fight. I hate, you know, I did Shogun so dirty. I hate when the fucking UFC does this to a legend. I know. They take a guy like a Shogun or Frankie Edgar and they give him a young up-and-coming fighter. uh, And it's fucking not right. It's just not right. And they should fucking be ashamed of themselves. I don't think there's any. Fucking let Dana White fight a fucking 25-year-old killer. That guy's never fucking, I want to see that guy get his face broke in the street. Yeah, Let me right. tell you this. What a fucking bitch pussy. I would love to elbow him right in his fucking mouth. Sounds like, can I slap fight? Mouth. Slap fighting. That's I'm the kidding. stupidest shit ever, too. I'm going to stand there and let you fucking I'm hit me. Fuck you. No, but I think that's a stupid sport, too. Hold on. Let me measure up on you to hit you. The whole no, point of combat is not to get hit. Oh, it's so stupid. And so you can go you can go six days. And six days is the minimum time off between fucking slap fights. So you could just get like domed in one of those and do it again a week later. So Someone's gonna die doing that shit. Yeah. I literally watched it just to see the clip that someone had up. I'm like, oh, this looks okay. I, I didn't watch that shit. I'm not so okay. Oh, John, that. see, we're bringing the word back. Looks very good. I would like to bring the word gay yep. back to mean stupid. No, we're not bringing the word gay back. What? <laughs> Why not? Uh, we're just not going to do that. Why not? No. It's like the word retarded. It has like its actual. No, retarded is back. Yeah, that is back fully. Retarded is back. Slow to learn. When used appropriately, it's back. Yeah, just because people put <laughs> and their. You can call yourself retarded as much as you want. And That's I will never call rule. anybody else. You know, I'm not going to say my friends are that. Jeez. But we're bringing the. <laughs> Only if it's the best things. I always say it. I'm like, and people look at me like, stop. Don't be stop. Don't be so sensitive. We can't. We can't. You know why? Because then, like, what are we going to take away? Everything? Well, then you're going to kill comedy. There are people that don't like the word moist. There are girls that get very upset about that word. If you're talking about- My friend got pissed at me yesterday. My friend got pissed at me. She was like, oh, that word. And it's like, okay, so are we like, are we going to get our our word? Do you like that word? What, me? No, Harry. What? Moist. <laughs> I mean, it's a very, it is a weird word, but like, whatever. Who who cares? I, no, some people have like a visceral objection to it for some reason. Yeah, there's a lot. I of- get it. I get it. I like, I understand the like. Oh, that should the... be the name of the episode. I love it. Moist. <laughs> moist. moist. <laughs> I understand the dislike. I, I like, I understand not. I understand the aversion to that word. Like, I don't personally, it's not that visceral for me, but I get it. Like, it's not like something I say every day, but like, I know that people don't like that word. So sometimes I'll say it just to like see people's reactions. I actually don't have any like words. I, no, there are no words I don't really like that offend me like that. Um, Yeah. I don't think of, I can't think of anything I want to cancel. I don't think I can say what I want to say. People, maybe there's like a group of people out there that I would love to say just shouldn't be on the planet. But then those are, you know, people that touch kids. Apart from that, teach their own. John wants the word taxes canceled. The the word what? Taxes. Taxes. Yeah, I agree with that. (laughs) All kinds of fines, all that shit. Cancel cancel taxes. I don't. I want to cancel homeowners associations. I don't believe in homeowners associations. So, I think that like with the move, that's more justifiable than 
or two, you know. No, those are terrorists. Maybe, but the big they're not sending money to another fucking homeowners association. I don't understand the implication. Okay, so when I pay my taxes, yes, that money goes to a bunch of different shit. Yes. And that easily, federal taxes, goes to another country. So if your homeowners association, your country, gave your money to another homeowners association you weren't part of, then I can understand you being upset about it. Do they use the I, I don't think my I don't think my homeowners association should have the right to tell me how I can cut my yard or what fucking what uh, I can put well, in my fucking yard. Now shit. we're talking about a different subject here. Well, I just, I, I'm fundamentally opposed to homeowners associations. Hold on, we're talking about a different subject. Okay? No, let me sit, tell you the subject we're talking about. Harry, <laughs> private property. How the fuck can your homeowners association tell you what to do with your property? That's, That's right. That's right. I agree. That's a private property issue. That's not a homeowner's. How can your homeowner's association? No, no, it is a homeowner's association issue. No, I'm going to tell you what. Here's their homeowner's responsibility. Homeowner's associations have one responsibility. Maintaining common areas. That's it. No, their their real responsibility is maintaining value of people's homes. Yeah, you maintain the common area. You maintain your home. Do you want your home to look like shit? My yard is in the common area. That's my yard. Not really, no. No. What's your property? Your property is not common area. If it's your property, if on your deed, that's your property. That's what I'm saying. That's your property. That's what I'm saying. So how can they regulate my yard? They shouldn't. It's bullshit. They should only regulate common area, like the pool, the gym. That's it. I don't have any of those things. So what the fuck are you paying for? That's gay. (laughs) The homeowners association should have common things, a laundry room. Like There should be something your money's going for. Otherwise, why the fuck are you doing it? Then you could just get together with the guys in your neighborhood. Yes, and, that's hey, the point I'm making. Can we just keep like, the neighborhood clean? Beating or some that's shit. That's it. Can we have a neighborhood meeting, right? You could do it just regular. We'll fucking have a Zoom call with the neighborhood meeting, you know? You, like, you could make it easy. I yeah. agree with you. That was like, so private cool. property shit. That too. That's a private I'm, property issue. Why is the homeowner's... So we're going to get rid of homeowner associations. We're going to get rid of the IRS. What else? Anybody? I think some real estate tax you do need, though. Well, okay, so like, no, I well that would fall under new sales items tax, flat rate, to consumption tax. Which, yeah, yeah, I guess it would. It would like just a flat rate. How many people that buy it all the time? The the amount of fucking taxes that we pay that people are like uh, just stupid gas, you name it. Absurd. They tax you on everything. There's nothing we're not taxed on. Nothing. Yeah, you want to, they put their hand every fucking where. Mm-hmm. I got a gas tax, a cigarette tax. That's what I'm a saying. Alcohol tax. Just a reducing. The weed shit is going to start to pay it a lot in fucking yes. taxes. Watch what happens with all the yeah. weed stuff. First, they're now they're collecting fines. Yep. So now they turned in something that was supposed to be oh, oh, bad for prosecuting. All these weed-related offenses. Now all those dudes over the weed jobs, and they're like, "Oh, while you're in process for the permit, you can't sell this. We're gonna take it and fine you five grand, times a thousand, and then they'll be like, we'll be back in two months, uh, and hopefully, you know, you got your permit by then. But if you didn't, I hope we don't see you selling anything. You know, so it's like, oh, now you're gonna make mad money in fines. 
then you're going to wind up putting a tax on it so that you make more money off of it. Before, I just fucking gave my guy 40 bucks and bought a bag. Yeah. Now it's going to be, I'm going to have to pay 100. It's going to wind up. Watch what I'm telling you. It's going to be 100 bucks for an eighth soon. Yeah, you know what everybody's going to Watch be- what I'm telling you. Remember this. A street guy. <laughs> You'll see I'm right. In New York, it'll be 108th at the dispensary. Sorry, I got my own dude. I'm just saying, at the at at a store, they're gonna jack it up and make it, you know. Well, yeah, they 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 regulate it. They may they regulate it to tax it to fine you. It's stupid. Has regulation ever made anything cheaper? I don't know. I'm asking actually a serious question. I don't know. Has regulation ever made anything cheaper? Does anyone know? I'm just. I don't think I can't think of it, but I'm just asking. I'm at, it's I actually would assume so. I mean, I know that there was a point in, uh, I believe it was Chicago, where they had to put a like they they put a rent freeze in place, like a price cap on rent, that certainly made rent cheaper for like everyday people during a housing crisis. I would I would argue that worked. Well, okay. I would want. I would. That's good. That's a good example. I would wonder, of course, why, but that's a different issue. That's a different topic. Why aren't they doing that now? What? That's an excellent question. Do you know what I'm saying? Like with everything going on, people are freaking out about the price of eggs. I've been hearing so much of that recently. Um, a red cap would go a very long way. It would, but you want to know what? They're so happy watching all of us suffer and like fight over stupid shit that like they're not going to do that. I mean, you never know. You never know. There might be. I mean, some of the bills that I'm hearing about and that I'm seeing that are being put on the floor and into the committee and shit like that, because um, it has to take their steps before it goes to actual get voted. See, this is see. This is what I'm saying about not paying so much in taxes. If you had 40 fucking percent more money, none of this would be an issue. No, it wouldn't. But that's the problem is that, you know, until that bill passes- If you had 40% more money, Harry, you wouldn't be having any issue there. You have to know- 40% more income. Just whatever you make now, just right. Whatever you take home, just tax 40% on it. Right. But you think if somebody's told you guys they just got they just eliminated the IRS and got rid of all illegal taxation, the only thing you have to pay is new sales items tax or a consumption flat rate flat rate tax of like eight percent or whatever they're gonna do. I freak that'd be like the best news I ever heard. Well, that bill is actually in circulation. Let's hope they fucking vote on that. There was no uh federal tax until nineteen thirteen. Crazy, right? Yeah. And think about it. Once you institute the Federal Reserve taxes. What comes 15 years later? Great Depression. Mm. Interesting. I'm not saying it's correlation and causality, but interesting observation. You know. And I could tell you a lot of fighters that would be happy about it because wouldn't that affect their taxes that they pay? Of course. That's why Aljo had to move to Vegas. There you go. So this might, you know, this could be the best thing to happen to everybody. And I've heard about this for a long time. My dad was saying it years ago. They need to get rid of the IRS. They need to just do a, like whatever flat rate. Well, here you go. It's actually like could possibly happen. And you, uh, whatever. So think about, let's say. That's take, huge, whatever. That's huge. I'll <laughs> as an example. In New York, you have 9% tax on your income, right? Just from the state. Forget about the federal. You're going to have to pay the federal. The state taxes you 9% additionally. 
Now, let's say you get paid half a million dollars for a fight. That's about 50 grand mm -hmm. if you live in New York that you have to pay. That if you live in Vegas, you get that extra 50 grand. And who doesn't want 50 extra thousand dollars? So you almost have to, it almost pays to get a house in Vegas and move to Vegas mm -hmm. to save all that money. The mortgage on his house, I bet, isn't 50 grand a year. So it's better to just fucking live in Vegas if you're a prize fighter who fights anywhere. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you pay the tax for your state, which is no state tax. Right. As opposed to New York. So smart move. You know, and then I'm a New York City resident, so I'm a bigger dumbass because I pay 4% city tax on top of that, which hmm. what the fuck am I doing? But whatever. So, yeah, can we talk about fights? My bad. I'm going to, this is just upsetting me. <laughs> when I think about all the money I spent in taxes when I had my gym and I was making like oh. mad money. That's all. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? What? I said, let's all hope that that bill passes then. Uh, we'll all burn our fucking tax forms. That'll be great. Gilbert made it quick, Ike. Real, real yeah. quick. This is oh, the way it should be. Per he looked like he was drilling. Mm. I think that I think that's exactly who Neil Magny is. He's a perfect gatekeeper for the top like ten at welterweight. But once he faces anybody of who is anything more than just like average, and I do think I like have Gilbert in the like elite of welterweight. Like He's Magny right just has right. Magny has nothing for them, nothing, nothing. for him. Yeah, like he I don't just, think he has anything for any of the top five in the division. He was drilling. He could. Yeah. It looked like he was just drilling, it, warming up with a white belt in class. It yeah. was like it looked like he just grabbed Ike and was like, "Yo, like, can I try this move out on you?" Boom, boom, boom. Head and arm choke. He's like, "I." He's like, "You're." He's like, "You suck so much that I'm gonna leave my leg in between your legs, and it's not even gonna matter." You yeah, know? I mean, he just squeezed him. Yeah, he was. I'm just gonna. I fucking squeeze you. Yeah. Mm. Oh, Carrie, that reminds me. I gotta show you my calisthene throws the leg over the back for that choke. Yeah. First, before he falls. Money for you. So, but Burns, great jujitsu. <laughs> uh, I would love to see him and Colby Covington fight. I think that'd be a banger. I'd love to see that fight. Ooh. As that'd a fight, I'm excited. Yeah. Because Colby is way better than people give him credit for. He's a fucking Disagree. stud. Disagree. I think Colby is overrated. He went five rounds with Usman twice. Like I, I think that says more guy. about I think that says more about the level of Usman than it does about the level of Colby. Bilal Muhammad was on Rogan. Colby's crazy. only fucking I think Usman before. Colby doesn't have he has, he has no top ten wins. He beat like the ghost of Tyron Woodley and <laughs> the ghost of Damian Maya. And those it's are his so those are his two best wins. He's never oh, he's fucking, I tell you what. He's never beaten anybody oh, in his prime in the top two. He still won. I guess. I just don't think Colby. I mean, his striking is terrible. He's got pillow hands. Gilbert is absolutely better than him in the stand-up, like without question. And Gilbert's got great jujitsu. So I'm not sure. Like, like Gilbert is gonna be more comfortable off his back than most guys Colby will be fighting. I think it's a bad matchup. Which is what makes it a an exciting matchup for me. Right. How's Colby's defense? I think it's better than expected. So I personally think Colby's way underrated. 
How, you know? what, for what reason? Why? Okay, so before Kamara Usman lost, everyone was saying he's the second coming of fucking Wakanda out here. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, he loses one fight and guys are like, ah, oh, you know what, that guy's overrated, he has no wins. Okay, fine. He's the uh, did he, Masvidal? I like that as a win. I think Masvidal, some guys say he's a gatekeeper. He's in the top 10 out there. He's a tough opponent, you know, who's always dangerous. Not an elite win. Not not an elitist. No, it's not the most elite win. No, but he's good. Uh, who else do we got? Yes, he also uh, – oh, no, who did he beat? Robbie Lawler. That was a good win. Robbie that Lawler's was, that, was fight. A, that was a good win, but Robbie was Robbie ready. Lawler came back and won fights after that. It's not like – he Robbie was at was a end. little over a little over the hump. A little over. All right. But yes. That's that's a, a good win. Level of the fucking 42 was fighting for the title. A little over. You know yeah. what I mean though. Robbie yeah. wasn't the same. He wasn't in his prime when they fought. That. It wasn't like the guy was on a terrible skid that never ended. No, he wasn't BJ Penn out there, but You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Right. Uh, but it, but you know what I mean? There's a difference between beating now, but that's what comes to mind. Yeah. So I love the fight with Gilbert Burns. Uh, and I thought Gilbert Burns looked great against Kamzat. Although I think Kamzat might be overrated. I don't know how you feel about that. I think if that fight went five rounds, Gilbert clearly <laughs> wins the fight. I think Hamzat was completely gassed at the end of three. Gilbert looked like he could have kept going. Yeah, Gilbert was doing good in that fight. He was hitting him, you know. I mean, he did get rocked Gilbert a little, but nothing too crazy. No, not at all. I I I would love to see them run that one back as like a fight night main event because like I I do believe that over five rounds Gilbert would have won that fight. And and, you, and maybe maybe over over five rounds Hamzat has to manage himself differently and he has to manage the gas tank and the output and the volume differently. But I I like I don't know I think that would favor Gilbert, the much more experienced fighter in that situation. I'd have to say so. When time's that coming back? Huh? That's a great question, too. And I don't know if they trust him to make 170 after the fucking debacle last time. He might just be fighting at middleweight now. That's another guy that I'm like, why is the UFC sucking that guy's dick? Right. But, like, you know what I mean? He missed, by what, nine fucking pounds? How do you book that guy at 170 again? But and the UFC sucking his dick about it. Ah, no big deal, buddy. You only missed by 10 pounds. We had to pull in Kevin Holland off the bar stool, right? And have a fucking fight. Uh, but the that's the MMA gods having to step in and be like, Stop, Tony stop. versus Nate. We deserve this. Stop, Nate versus, versus Tony. The universe is like, This is what you're supposed to do. And the UFC did not take the lesson and they still booked Shogun with fucking Patera. So, you know. They'll have of what's course. coming to them. You know, the gods of war are not happy about all this shit. For Just shame. letting you know. Just letting you know. Huh? For shame. For shame, right? We wave like... the finger of shame again. That's right. Shame. <laughs> but yeah, so Kamzat missed by 10 pounds, and they're like, no problem, Fair big enough. guy. The fuck is that? Imagine you fuck up at work by a grievous amount. And your boss is like, don't worry. <laughs> and another one of your guys messes up at work a little bit and he gets fucking fired. You'd be like, thanks, boss. 
he's the best boss ever. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh shit. No, but why does he get that favoritism, right? Like, it would be weird, right? Like, if you, I don't know, I, I'd have to know you exactly how your work went to give you a good example to relate to you. But, you know, he's essentially getting preferential treatment. Him, John Jones, like, you know, they, they show you who their favorites are. Preferential treatment. That motherfucker could, like, literally could probably sacrifice one of Dana White's children. He'd be like, that's all right. He just didn't. Now I know why Dana White likes you John They both are fucking handsy with their women. Yes. Right? Didn't John Jones get arrested for that shit, too? Yeah. Yeah. For hitting the day or the night yeah. inducted into the Hall of Fame. Let me tell you this. If I was a heavyweight and crushed John Jones <laughs> in my imagination, anyway. In my mind. Although the truth is, as a heavyweight, I'd be a big pussy. I'd be like, I never got into a fight before. <laughs> I had to. I was big. <laughs> Uh, who else do we want to talk about? <laughs> that was the longest pause. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, we had Moreno Figgy. Went a very different way than I thought it was going to go. I thought it was going to be it was going to be the Figgy show, but I know he says he's going up to bantamweight now. Just can't make twenty five. He looked really lean at twenty five. Like those weigh in pictures, it looked like he looks very sucked out. You know what it looked like? Remember Rocky when he covers the slabs of beef with like the the close wrap, like the the wrap, and it's tight, tight. It looked like that. Someone did that with his muscles. They just put like a skin wrap over his just fucking body. He was so tight, you know. So maybe there's something to that. But uh, he also did get a knuckle in his eye, which is hey, listen, it fucking happens. The ref don't say shit. You got to know as a dirty uh, fighter yourself. Sometimes yeah. these things happen. You know. But yeah, that was the beginning of the end for that shit. So. For sure. Uh, but yeah, uh, how does Figgy do in the 35-pound division? Who do you think would be a good first matchup for him? Hmm, that's a good question. Maybe like, uh, maybe you do like Pedro Munoz? Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Have Moreno move up. <laughs> the fifth time. So what would that be called? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, hold on. We knew this. Anthology. Yeah. Well, I would, I, would be, I would be okay with Munoz. At or were, didn't, weren't they going to book him and Cody Garbrandt at one point at 35? Fuck it. Do Cody that. Needs to retire. He's taken too much damage. He's been knocked out too many times. Yeah. Uh, I like Cody, you know, but he really. Uh, I mean, he, no, he's clearly shot, but like. He's never, he never <laughs> recovered properly after the second <laughs> knockout to Dillashaw. Is how yeah. I feel. That's just my opinion. Yeah. You know, uh, that he never recovered properly. Mm. Uh, he didn't take enough time off. To, to get everything straight. You know, concussion, uh, very individual, how long it takes. But man, I tell you what, my general rule of thumb is if you get knocked out, minimum six months before you should start getting hit in the head again. Mm. Even that's in training. 
So I know this is terrible to say for a fighter. And, you know, nine months if you get knocked out, which is tough because you have to fight to get paid. Yeah. I think Charlie's doing it right. It seems like he's really easing back into it. Yeah, Yeah. which is what you should do. You know, it sucks because you only have a limited window and, and fights per year and you have to get paid. But if I had the luxury, the luxury of doing it however I felt was right, I'd give that guy nine months. You know. Unless it was a situation where maybe it was like uh, a TKO where he was a little rocked but not really out. But if he got fucking out, like Kamaru Usman out, that dude needs nine months. Right? That's just... Yeah, that makes sense. I think yeah, that's would fair. be safe. Because we also don't know, and we're starting to see it with other sports, mm. a long-term effect of that. Absolutely. So you know the short-term effect, but now if I'm stretching 20 years out, what does it look like if you got knocked out seven times in a row? Right. The sport's too young. We don't have 80-year-old uh, MMA fighters. And look at boxes. I was just going to say. Know, the dude who's, what do you call that? Punchy. Why is that a term? This fucking guy's punchy. Right? He got knocked yeah, out. A little punch drunk. Yep. Punch yeah, you know, right? And he's, so, so these things, right, can be mitigated with time. But, you know, those boxes that a punchy probably were fighting once a month. On a schedule, and mm-hmm. you get knocked out 30 days, and then you can fight again. I used to know guys back in the day that would fight like every weekend and go to different states, different athletic commissions, right? Yeah. And then they would fight like, you know, four times a month, especially in the Midwest, Ohio, Kentucky. But look at the look at the ties. They fucking Muay Thai. They fight fucking uh, once or twice a week every week for like yeah. uh, you know like years and years and years on end. That's once they, a week, I think, is common when they're young. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. You wind up with two hundred pro fights by the time you're twenty four. You know, twenty three years old, twenty four years old. Yeah, I always wonder about all this. You know, I always think about this because it's weird. Because you'll have a guy. Who has like 200 fights. And then he'll fight a guy who's like six and two and lose. And it's like, how much XP are you getting from these fights? I always wonder. I mean, am I wrong about this? You see this happen. Yeah. And it does, and it's not like it's uncommon either. You can find a bunch of American dudes who have like eight fights yep. or ten fights going to Thailand and beating a guy who has 150 <laughs> fights. Huh? They have like 500 fights and they're like 12. It's it's being very, uh, you know, facetious there. But yeah, I wonder about this. So if I think about Dungeons and Dragons, every fight has a challenge rating, which gives you a certain amount of experience points. And the problem is when you have these fights as a kid, you're probably only getting like one or two XP because <laughs> the CR is low. It's another zeroth level person. It's like fighting kobolds. They're quarter XP. It's like, yo, I killed a thousand of these things and I didn't gain a level. So is that what happens? I don't know. Until they get to like adulthood and then those fights start becoming real XP. Like at what point is the XP significant? And it could be from an early age. 
if you had two little badass kids fighting. Mm. But I think a lot of times it probably is. This is just what I see in jujitsu. One or two badass kids, and it'll be like a bunch of like scrubs. I guess that's most things. Yeah, usually. What does Ragnar say? In every battle, uh, 10 people shouldn't even be there. Out of every 100 men, out of every 100 men, 10 shouldn't even be there. 80 are just targets. Hmm. Nine are fighters. And it's an honor to have them because they make the battle. But only one is a warrior and he can bring the others back. So that, you know. John, you're so funny. So I like that. Words of wisdom with me. And when I look at the gym, I always think about this too. It's like out of a hundred guys, you get like one or two warriors. Those are like the Aljos, Marabs, right? The, um, you know, that. And then you get fighters. Fight, right? right. You get nine fighters. The guys who are truly special. Mm. Truly special, that's a warrior. Right. Then you got the fighters. Those guys are the Nazas, right? The Charlies, the Bazookas. Now they can become a warrior, right? Like that's a, right? Right. But think about how many dudes, so 10 dudes shouldn't even be there. And those are the students that you're like, the fuck is this person doing? Right? Tell me that you don't see some people and you're like, the fuck is that guy doing? <laughs> like what? Like today I was at Henzo's. And a guy came in 37 minutes late to class. Mm. Kerry, would that give you a heart attack? I wouldn't even show up. You can never, sh- you can't show up one minute late. So I'm going to be late. I don't come. If <laughs> Kerry's not early, she don't go. I, I like to, at least, well, because I like to, you know, be down there at least five minutes early before class is going to start to stretch. So if I'm going to walk in there late, I'm not walking in. I would, that's how I, you know, I was like that with everything. School, work, I gave no fucks. I have my own time clock. So there's, hold on. So today, this guy comes into Henzo's 37 minutes late. And one of the black belts just is shaking his head. And he's like, how are you going to expect to get better when you came at the end of class? You know, and it's like, that could be the guy who's like, just what the fuck is he doing there, right? He's like, oh, I, you know, I'm trying this out. I get right. Then 80 guys are targets. Those are guys you train with. They're just targets. You know, you need all those guys. You need targets on the battlefield. So I think it makes sense. Fancy. The original quote, though, is they actually. They made bread and churned butter in medieval times. The original quote, though, is actually attributed to Heraclitus. Uh, probably. You know, through romanization, he picked that up and was like, oh, that sounds dope. I'm going to say it. He Steve Maribolied it, you know. He took a, he found the quote, not attributed to anyone that he knew of. He's like, my quote now, bitch. He's like, this is my quote now. I heard this. I never said it's anonymous. <laughs> and you know what? This was anonymous, but now I will reveal myself as the author. Well, that would be funny if you just took all the anonymous quotes. Like, am I? And just said, now I'm going to tell you I am the author. 
Huh. Like a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. You guys ever <laughs> see that with the anonymous art? Anonymous donor. Yeah. <clears throat> a little pretentious, don't you think, to donate anonymously and everyone knows you donated? Because <laughs> he donates anonymously, but everyone knows it's... Uh... I fucking... Why can't I remember? Ted Danson. Ted Danson, that's right. Yeah. The Ted Danson sandwich. You always had a hard on to Ted Danson, Larry David. I've been watching Seinfeld again because it's on reruns, uh, like the time I cook during the day, so I throw it on. And um, Larry David in Seinfeld has such a hard on for Ted Danson. His character, right, George, is always like that. Ted Danson. I'm a better actor than Ted Danson. <laughs> I was like, man, this guy had a hard on for Ted Danson forever. He's like. That guy's going to work for me. <laughs> and look, look that works for him. I saw if it. you're on Larry's show, he's the producer, the director, right? Yeah, not wrong. Not wrong. Oh, all right, I was folks. like, see, he, he's good at manifesting. <laughs> there you go. I think I got to eat some dinners, what I got to do. I feel myself slipping away here. Harry's like... I'm cigarette. I'm cigarette withdrawing. You guys, I gotta go. That's absolutely correct. You need anybody to talk to? I have been there. <laughs> I appreciate it very much. So, always a pleasure, friends. Uh, God damn it, Harry! What? What? I love it. I love. You ever played D and D, right? But you're familiar with like stats, right? Yeah. Okay. What's your constitution in real life? <laughs> Like on Weak. a scale of one to a hundred. Weak. <laughs> like a twenty-five. Yeah. In D D, hold on. Here's my character sheet. Not high, but my but my independence, my right. my independent thinking is off the fucking charts. What? My independent thinking is off the fucking charts. When when I'm done, I'm done. You suck at poker, though, Harry. Later, Harry. Yeah. It was good seeing your face. All right. Bye, bye, friends. Bye. I can't believe you got the board right there. Huh? Got the board right there. You're like, these are all my strengths. These are my strengths. I got the my character sheet. I'm like 20 strengths. So on a scale, we it's usually like one to 20. So 20 is like, no, you could get higher than 20. 20 is super strong, but there's probably guys in the gym with like a 22, 23 strength. Mm -hmm. And that would be like, you know, your world's strongest man, guys. Ah. But probably the highest expression of a stat you'll see in a human being is 25. When you get above that, now you're talking about divine entities. Oh. So, or beasts. Some creatures have, like a whale, might have like a 42 strength. I would think so. They used to walk on land. We talked about that. Well, like the whale, if it hits the ship, it can make a strength check and potentially knock a ship over. So it has a, a super high strength. So yeah, I wonder. Harry probably has like yeah, probably like a six constitution. Well, he reminds me of my brother. He, he thinks he's the smartest person in the room. He's just going to get skate by on things. Like, I'm telling you, this dynamic of all of us, I feel like you guys remind me so much of my family. You guys <laughs> are my older brother and sister who are like hard on my younger brother. My younger brother's like, it's just, it's eerie. It's eerie. Harry's not doing shit right now. He's what? He's not. He has to eat. He's like a fucking anorexic bitch. No, not anorexic. He's like no. a 16-year-old girl. 
when you're not when you're trying to quit smoking, you need to eat. Like yeah. more. And I tell you what, when my dad quit smoking cigarettes, he gained like 40 pounds in like six months. That's that definitely adds up to what I've seen happen to people. I probably yeah, just more like, instead of eating, instead of smoking right? a cigarette, just eat something. Ike, what'd you say? I just heard something like oh. I substitute a lot of ice cream with marijuana. Mm. I feel that. That yeah. reminds me. I do have ice cream. Me too. And I have, well, I got just tons of dessert always, so. Carrie's a mix of uh, healthy and dessert. Yeah, but I don't eat shit dessert either. I'm not, like, out there eating, like, chips ahoy and stuff. I got, like, you know, bakery desserts. And, um, I I eat healthy garbage. I do. That's. It's an absolute. You got any fights coming up? Yeah, I think so. There, uh, I know you've been boxing, right, Ike? Oh, sure. I'll just... yeah. uh, today, what do you got? Huh? Possibly April. Possibly April. Working nice. with the coach, I had my first private lesson ever. Nice. Where at? Uh, Academy of Boxing. Oh, yeah, you've been training there. Rewiring the mind, it's like you see how many gaps you have in your footwork. Mm. Like, Damn. I suck. I'm going to tell you what. All that shit he's showing you, wait till you spawn me fisticuffs. Ain't even going to matter. I'm going to put Harry he's, in front of me. He's going to be teaching you parry this, parry that. I'd be like, he, he ain't throwing that shit. Fucking this, that. But I think these things are illegal in boxing. I don't think you're allowed to, like, backhand in boxing. Right? I'm going to put, like, a stick down Harry's sleeves, and he's going to be standing in front. He's going to be like, I ain't like what are you doing to me. <laughs> No man, I won't. I won't. So, how do you guys judge intelligence? Because oh no, Harry's super smart. Harry probably has a sixteen intelligence. Like usually, intelligence. What? How do you judge it? Now, there's two different stats in D and D: intelligence and wisdom. So. These are two different things. Intelligence is like, um, uh, uh, an intellectual skill. Let's say computer programming. You might need a high intelligence to do computer programming, perhaps, but you might have a terribly low wisdom and make really bad choices, or you might be what you would call dumb as fuck, but make really good decisions and have a good sense. Of things that would be someone with a high wisdom and a low intelligence. So, uh, a lot of times you don't get both stats high; you only get one high. So, someone will either be smart or wise. But when you're both, you know, it's pretty epic. It's like a good, uh, good consigliere. That's like my friend Eddie. He's my consigliere because he has both a very high intelligence, right? So he's a lawyer. So to become a lawyer, you need a minimum of an intelligence probably about a 13 intelligence, right? Because you would have had to be smart enough to pass the bar. And it's, you probably need a 13 intelligence to study for it and be able to make all the checks to get it. Okay. Now, uh, that guy, though, might have a six wisdom. You might be like, this guy's dumb. Because wisdom, sometimes you'll think is intelligence. He'll be making bad decisions. You're like, this guy's a fucking lawyer? He's an idiot. Right? Or like, or you'll have a guy that you're like, this guy never went guy or the dumbest smart guy 
Or you'll have a guy like, let's say, my brother, right, who, mm-hmm. like, not, like took his GED and that was it. You know, he f- left high school and then got his GED. That's the highest level of education. He makes the most money out of all of us, right? He has, like, a good city job with a side city job, with a side, like, state job, right? And fucking works man overtime hours and he knows how to, like, fucking get in the right place. And the right gig. But intelligence is not super high, right? But wisdom, he's like, I know what to do here. He's like, city, state. He's like, uh, then the city shit. When he see that happening, he was like, no, no, I'm going to do side in the island, painting, and keep the state. Because uh, my one brother is super, you know, my one brother is super liberal. My other one is super conservative. Yeah. And I used to be considered a moderate until recently when uh, everything became so polarized that my moderate stance on most issues uh, became instead a a white supremacist. (laughs) So I don't know how that happened, but here we are. Here we are now. I don't know. The only person that lives in a predominantly uh, minority neighborhood uh, when the people that say that to me live in what I would call a white neighborhood, but yeah, whatever. I was like, how? I was like, because I want to abolish taxes. <laughs> Why do you want to pay taxes? Ask yourself this question, or at least less of them. Less of them, or at least less of them. Because <laughs> if you have money. You go fucking open an account in Aruba and say your company's there and you make uh, your company that's here just have a license of it and then pay the company in Aruba uh, all the profit for the license. Mm. Right? You make the licensing agreement that uh, uh, Manimal Aruba gets 100% of the sales of Manimal USA. And then I don't pay no taxes on that shit in Aruba. Hmm. Come find that Aruban bank account. It's not easy. You know, I don't know. I can't do it because I can't fucking go fly to Aruba and start doing this shit. But if you're rich, you can. Although I bet you I probably could just do it online. But I'm not going to do that. You know why? Because I'm an idiot. <laughs> That's what... You're not an idiot. No, you're not. Um, We're all pretty smart. We're hanging out together. We're all smart. We're hanging out. I'm having a good time. Have a good time with you guys tonight. What are we in? Hour six? Uh, what else did we did we not talk about anything that we wanted to talk about? Mike? Luke Rockhold retires. Well, no. Luke Rockhold free agent. Oh. So Luke Rockhold saying he wants a box. Jake Paul and Logan Paul. Mm. So, I mean, listen, I will say this. At least um, Luke Rockhold is sizable because first of all, Jake Paul is fighting guys first smaller than him and second uh, older than me. You know, so he's like, how many advantages can you give a guy? Mm. So Luke Rockhold, at least Luke Rockhold's a 205-er. So Jake Paul won't have a size advantage like he usually does. Although Luke Rockhold's not exactly at his peak either. Mm. 
free agent. That's good for him. Boxing, I assume. That's what he says he wants to do. That's but, fair. That's fair. Who knows? He winds up in DFL. I was thinking. makes a great point about Jake Paul that if you looked at any, and I'm just randomly, the first guy I looked up, Ryan Garcia, the boxer, two of his top 10, uh, two of his first 10 wins were against guys like 4 and 20 and 3 and 9. The first two people I looked up, and I'm like, Shh, give Jake Paul credit. He's headlining events, he's main eventing, he's selling out, he's promoting. Like for somebody who's five, six, and oh, he's facing these former champions. That guy that Ryan Garcia fought, it was three and nine. He didn't, he wasn't a UFC champion. He didn't have like an organization on his back, like a Silva, a Woodley. Like there's also I can hope from before. That guy shouldn't even be there. Hmm. Three and nine. Yeah. And that's who they're building their record off on. I'm like, people need to respect Jake Paul. I guess a lot of guys like that. But it happens. Actually, who knows? That three and nine guy, maybe he's mad good, and he just had tough fights. That could be too. Maybe I'm being too harsh on my criticism there by just seeing a number. That was wrong of me. I've heard also <laughs> the saying, "You are what your record is." Mm. You know, I've made mistakes in boxing. I understand, so I'm like, oh. mm. I gets it. Because it's weird. Because sometimes you'll have a guy who's like, and you see it. Sometimes you see it in Bellator. He'll be have like a terrible record. And beat their like stud, the guy like their, you know, like their contract guy. So, and it depends where those fights are from. Although in boxing, not as much. Boxing they build, MMA you see, you don't really see those records like that. Yeah. No, it's gonna be hard to keep Bo Nickel down. Like the the smart would way would be to like build him up, get him like ten fights before he like cracks the top ten, but. He's going to be fighting top five maybe by the end of this year. Who's his next fight against? Do they have it's any? Actually, uh, on a pay per view, the March one with Jones. Oh. Mm. But they're pushing him. I mean, I like Bo Nichols. He looked good in his, in his thing, in his uh, contender series fight. But, uh, you know, you got to give a guy a few fights. Can't just base it off of one. That's mm. right. That's what I'm saying, and Hawani's pushing him, and I'm like, dude, Hawani hasn't been on the mats for fucking 10 minutes. Mm. For 10 minutes? Hawani. You know I can't stand that guy either. Mm. I just don't like a guy that don't know shit about the thing he's uh, – when you're the reporter on it, you're supposed to be the expert on it, I think, (laughs) is kind of how you bill it, right, because you're asking – all these questions and you know all this stuff about the sport. Fuck, you don't know shit. He's so annoying to me. I don't know why the guy just irks me and he irked me from the first days of MMA. Maybe it's because I've been in the sport for decades that I remember when he first started and he just made me feel so cringy the way he would interview fighters because you could tell the guy's never had his fucking jaw broken before and it would really straighten him out if he did. Um, but I ain't going to fucking do it unless he wanted to spar or something. Mm. up to him. But I can't see him wanting to spar any guy of, you know, not even he, – I don't even think he would spar Mark Zuckerberg. It drove Mario me Hawani versus Zuckerberg. I even I bet – Wow. With you see Zuckerberg's yeah. doing it. What? Zuckerberg's doing the damn thing. Yeah, at least I seen Zuckerberg hit a pad. Mm. Ariel Hawani, all I see him do is fucking uh, bitch. 
you know, and have a bitch fight with Dylan Dennis. Talk about two bitches fighting. Oh, my God. I seen cat fights like that between prostitutes before in Vegas on the strip. Dude, Dan, Hawani called Dennis a bitch to his face. I'm like, guys, somebody check this. It man. was like the king of bitches telling the other one they're a bitch. It was like Ariel Hawani's like, I'm the fucking biggest bitch. And Billy Dennis <laughs> like, no, I you am. Ball speed. I call me a bitch. Bitches. And didn't say shit. <laughs> so I'm the bigger bitch. No, I'm the bigger fucking bitch because I call you a bitch, bitch. Right, that's what it sounded like to me. I, I could listen to the interview again, but it might just sound like that again. You guys to see me. Sean that's what Strickland I heard. On with Hawani. What? You see Sean Strickland on with Hawani? He's no, like, no. it's crazy that the number one report, and I'm paraphrasing, that the number one reporter doesn't even like the sport he's covering. Oh, what did he say? Oh, Strickland called, like said, like Hawani doesn't even like MMA, and he was like. Sean, like, and everybody's like, these fucking teenagers are like clapping for Hawani. And I was like, because he responded, he said, uh, I've been covering MMA since you were in your dad's nutsack. And I was oh. like, who is this guy? Who is this guy? I, I'm all about like being yourself from day one. Don't don't play the, the corporate side yeah. and climb across people's backs and get promotions and it's like to this his, is to Ariel Hawani's credit. To Ariel Hawani's credit, he might have been doing it a long time. Not on this man. He's never cursed. Whole time to me. He's been, now he curses. Now he's like now he's he's called Heel Wani. He's the nah. anti company, and I'm like, Stop. dude, <laughs> you're this fucking. Your parents were doctors. You you're from <laughs> Toronto. You went to Syracuse. Shut the fuck. Like stop. That makes me want to throw. He just made the second I seen him, especially like back he's in the day. Hard. He he's hard. He's hard. He's hard. It drove me nuts when somebody's like, "Oh, he's my generation Stern." I was like, "What?" I was like, "This guy's your Stern." Too. Howard Stern. Fuck yeah. that guy. That guy built his whole career on free speech and then wants to turn around and be anti-free speech. I can't. These guys really that. fucking changed their what, tune. What's the Dark Knight quote? You live long enough to become the villain? Yeah. You live long enough to become the villain, yeah. I think that's why Julius Caesar... Uh, so there's a theory that Julius Caesar knew he was going to die, right? That they were going to kill him. And he was like, you know what? I might have to take the L here to set some other shit up because also he was a, this is my opinion and it's a historical opinion. Some historians have Julius Caesar was supposed to go fight a war in Parthia in like three days before he was killed. And now Julius Caesar to me is the best general ever. Now, every time you fight again, you could die. <laughs> so, and then it's disgraceful, right? Like if your army gets routed, now the general that was like the best general ever, if you lose a battle and then it becomes a catastrophe, right? It could look really bad. If you die at your peak, just became dictator, he dies at his peak. You know, I don't know. Am I overthinking it? Interesting. But some people think, and then he adopted Augustus, who winds up becoming emperor for like 40 years. So we obviously saw something in Augustus that led him to think this would be the better move. Augustus, not a general. Julius Caesar, you know what the problem is with a fighter? They always got to fight. So 
you know, at 55, Julius Caesar's like, yeah, I'm going to go campaign again in the East and go avenge that loss. So 10 years before, uh, three Roman legions got uh, killed in Parthia, where he was going to go now, that were led by his boy. So he was going on a vengeance mission, but against, you know, a very difficult opponent. Uh, Nomadic steppe archers, which is the type of military unit the Parthians had, are very difficult to deal with, as seen by the Mongolians. So they have a similar style to that uh, at an earlier date. They're an earlier version of Mongolians. So a tough opponent. Mm. Uh, So, yeah. And they never go to fuck with them. And and they, you know, they don't go to Parthia. They don't really take over much of Parthia or that. Uh, the Seleucid Empire. It changes names a ton of times. That area, you know, that Middle Eastern area has been hotly contested since the dawn of recorded history. Word. <laughs> I'm so high. Did I talk too you much? You should see the movie The Kingdom of Heaven. Great movie. Oh, oh great movie. Oh, Fucking great. fantastic movie. One of my- there is a director's cut, though. It's like... Right. Makes the movie so much better. Because I, I remember watching a couple, like two versions of it. Yeah, I definitely have that one. It was a great flick. Oh, this season of Vikings Valhalla, I binge watched today. Pretty good. It's a little, it's a little brutal, but what are you gonna do? It's it's a show about Vikings. <laughs> what are you gonna do out here? You know, but it's like a hundred years after the first show, so all different characters. Oh. I like um, Leif Erikson is a character in it. So Leif Erikson uh, credited as being the first European to land in America in 1,500 years before Columbus. Hmm. Uh, and in uh, in Leif Erikson's saga, I think it's the saga of the Newfoundlanders. Um, they talk about fighting the Native Americans uh, and remember, this is 500 years before Columbus. So um, then they settle there. They find some remains in Newfoundland. Uh, so Vikings definitely came. Uh, they called it Vinland because there were, I guess, wherever they landed, there were a lot of like grapes mm-hmm. and vines. So they called uh, America Vinland. And Leif Erikson's the first uh, European uh, being credited with coming here. And his sister Freitas is like the baddest, not the baddest ass, because Ligertha is, but she's like the second most badass Viking chick in history. Mm. So Freitas, when they fight the Native Americans, they're getting their ass kicked. And Freitas comes out and she fucking strips down and cuts her chest and then starts fucking killing, uh, you know, killing dudes and gets them shook because she's also like five months pregnant at the time. No, pregnant. She comes out pregnant, takes her clothes off, cuts her chest with her sword, and then starts killing motherfuckers. Then uh, she killed her first husband. Uh, I forget what it was over, but whatever. So she's a badass, um, <laughs> and uh, she's a pretty good character on the show, so I'm into it. I love a strong female uh, warrior character. So That's why I know your significant under other strong because she's very nice. I'm like, how did she get paired up with John? I go, she has to be tough. Very nice. How did she get paired up with 
Yeah. You know, this doesn't make sense. She has to be tough because it like attracts. Yeah. Like, if she was just a pushover, it wouldn't work. Uh, she she's uh, way tougher than you would imagine on the surface. Yes. There you go. Uh, so yeah, I mean, and she is from the hood, so <laughs> don't get it twisted. She was cutting her chest in the hood and swinging around at night. Now, uh, these stories can't really be told on the podcast. We can go so, back to HOA. No. Oh, my God. When my wife first started teaching, she was teaching in Jefferson High School. And uh, fucking that place was so wild. I freaking, uh, dude, I go to, um, did I tell you this story? I threw a kid. No? No. Okay. So this is like 2007, 2008. So Tabby's like, I'm teaching Beowulf. You should come do a demonstration on like, you know, Icelandic wrestling. I was like, I'd love to do that. You know, and this is younger Manimal too. So remember, like, I'm like 27 or 28. I was like, oh yeah, I'd love to do that. And uh, I go in, I bring one of my boys and we have like stick fighting. We go to a high school in the ghetto with essentially bats and armor and we start beating the shit out of each other. So then I invite the kids to do this with us as well. How much fun is this? And of course they love it. But then one kid, he drops the stick and he goes to crack me. And uh, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? So I throw him. <laughs> and I fucking knock him out. Now, and this is in class. Now, the whole class is like, oh shit. Right? It's a fucking high school class. <laughs> I'm neon belly on this kid. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Are you purple belt at this time or blue belt? Purple belt, probably purple belt. I have to say, I was a purple belt this time. And uh, my boy's with me, and he's like, I think we should go. I was like, Yeah, you're right. I was like, All right, thanks, guys. Great class. The kids are like, Yo, Mr. Beneducci fucked up Fagan. I was like, You did. I was like, Oh, God. Thank God it was the ghetto, and it was like before the internet. Yeah. Oh, did you see the recent video with the kid student going to a teacher and he's like getting tough? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't understand the context, but the teacher was like, "This kid swung now." Yeah. And then you see the liberal arts teacher coming. I I don't have no idea what subject that guy was teaching, but the liberal arts teacher's like, "Break it up, guys! Break it up! Get up! Stop it! Stop now! Don't be Becky!" Damn it! And the kid was a super senior, so he was like 19, mm. maybe 20. Yo, I've never. Oh my god! One day we go to we go to see uh, I don't know we go to see some shit in the city, and uh, you know where they have all the bars like for scaffolding. So we do. So the kids are doing pull ups, right? And I was like, oh, I'm gonna do pull ups too, but I couldn't reach. And she had this football player who no, was like, pick me up, eight, and Tom. Yo, yeah, Anton was like 6'8", 330, the linebacker. And he was like, yo, Mr. Deuce Deuce, I got you. And he just picked me up like a feather. And I'm like, oh, fucking cock. I'm on the ball. And I was like, okay, thank you. But I'm like, 
my god, this fucking this teenager, this eighteen year old kid, just he just was like, "Yeah, I got you." He's like, "You're a feather." I got you. I was like, "Oh god." I was like, "Thanks, bro. Thanks, Anton." Oh shit! All right. Sorry, guys. Was I too high and talking too much? Was that too much animal story time? He scared no. off Harry right now. He's crying. <laughs> he's mad. No, he's fine. You Harry, know what I think it was. That made Harry uncomfortable. And you he gotta get Harry in a fight. No, he yeah. didn't want to admit it. The word moist made him uncomfortable. Wait, I didn't get that. I was uh, writing these stupid ass quotes. <laughs> that fucking Which I love. No, he was his uh, energy was off as soon as he came on because of the cigarette thing. Yeah. I don't think the word moist got him fucking mad at all. I'm joking. Triggered. Triggered. Like, That's I'm like, he was like I, angry about cigarettes with the junk. <laughs> Nicotine's you a hell of a motherfucker, Harry. I'm with you on that. I had a hard time quitting, but it did. Moist. Oh, dog moist. It's not even a word I like use often, so it was just like, I, Wait, I, uh, is, so you, what, people can't say wet? Oh, yeah, there's a lot of people that might get offended about that one, too. You, know, but... you guys ever hear Ben Shapiro reading the lyrics of WAP? Uh, oh, the Cardi B song? Get a bucket and a mop. That's some wet-ass pussy. <laughs> no, you never heard that song? No. Never? No. I no. Think... Do you want me to sing it, Ike? Nah. Yes. Yeah, I do the lyrics. While was... I sing Africa. Uh, uh, no, please uh, stop that. Please stop. Stop. <laughs> So I hope I hope that is your, is I mean, Africa Africa is your WAP that triggers you. <laughs> Africa triggers you only because I've heard it so much already uh, this week Jiu-jitsu. that I really don't. And at the Smokers Club too. It was playing. Yeah. I was like, oh god, I can't get away from it. Shut your shit. I think your kid said the podcast is over. Yeah. He's like, Dad, I'm out. Dad, I'm only half in. He's triggered. He doesn't like He's Africa triggered. either. <laughs> oh, yeah. song, like, people, the song, people. The song, people. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't. The fact that we have to, like, emphasize that now. Oh, I can't. Next thing All no, right. be hated. So, uh, yeah, guys, follow uh, at Manimal John for me. <laughs> At K Dog um, in the girls' one. corner. Um, yeah. at Icon and Harry's the bookies living in his mom's basement. Oh, I didn't ask Harry how he did uh, betting wise. Wait, what'd you say? I say that again. Sorry. The bookie lives in his mom's basement. And actually, he doesn't. So. No. No. no actually, we should just yeah. We need to pick on him more. I I feel like we're we're hinting at a cracking point. I thought tonight. I just want to rip it out. I know he's going through a lot, but I, I'm the weird. Maybe it's sadistic or something. I just, I like to rip the root out, and I think he needs to express it. All right, let's let's. I mean, he's your boy. You can torture him if you want to. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> only you can torture your boys. Well, for are you really friends if you can't torture your boys? My son jumped off the couch, smashed his head when it was muted. And then I punched the hole in the closet door. So, oh. Harry, I'm speaking. Right. Yes, I could. <laughs> I'll send the photo. Yeah. Okay. 
Stay moist, my friends. Stay moist. <laughs> Avengers. This will be a great year. Ooh. Avengers. Disassemble. <laughs> <laughs>